admitted that we're not sound editors, so yeah. you know, if we I was if I was louder last week than or you were louder last week than me, then yeah, I don't know if like the mic was closer to me or what was. I don't know. On. Sorry, I'm scratching my eye right now. No, you're good. You're good. We're recording, but keep scratching. All right, I'll stop <laughs> recording. Yeah, I'll stop scratching. All right, all right. Welcome to Drunk Marketing. <laughs> we did it. Um. Oh boy, I just started recording with Adi and we didn't even think about a lead. We're like, we pretty much, we almost built a website today, or you did. Yeah, we had a really productive day. I was thinking about that. I kind of wrote that down. Um, not really, because I wrote two words that had nothing to do with <laughs> <laughs> with that. But that was kind of my thought to talk about, yeah. So we had, um, a couple weeks ago, we did our interview with Amy Wisebrode of Tulu Foundry, Foundry and Goods and... As promised, uh, following that meeting, she and I set an actual calendar date where we sat down and helped her with her website, and Connor so graciously tagged along (laughs) and helped as well. Mm -hmm. You were doing, like, the heavy lifting. You were doing all kinds of, like, just random tasks. It was pretty amazing. Like, I was just sitting there, I was just kind of a catch-all. You knew Shopify's ins and outs better than I did. So you were able to kind of go through and set up the product feeds and stuff like that. Stuff like the more technical stuff that I wouldn't know. But like I knew I was like, well, a site needs a favicon and um, stuff like that. So yeah. <laughs> and fixing like playing with colors and, and stuff like that that I'm currently doing on the new rentware site that I'm building as well. So yeah. And then you like took some pictures of yeah. jewelry and just became a whole thing. Yeah, I was uh, I don't know. I was I was just kind of the, the catch all guy and just hanging out. But yeah. no, it was good. Uh, I think we made it some good progress. So, you know, next time I think time you could you're... actually buy some yeah, earrings I think, or rings I think there's a there. possibility if you go to shoptulu.com. It might not look perfect yet, but you can buy some stuff, I think. Yeah, <laughs> I was. I had a ring in my cart. I was about to buy it. Yeah, so that's exciting. So don't buy it, anyone else. <laughs> I need, a, need that abandoned cart email. Um, but yeah, no, so we, uh, we're working on that this week, and there's a couple of different things. One, one in the news in particular um, that we're going to talk about here coming up, um, just about in the marketing world. So we kind of decided we wanted to do a, we've talked about doing this for, before, and we just never have, but do a marketing roundup, basically, where you know it's just kind of the news of the month, the week, the times um, of, of marketing. So um, the thing that kind of like the topic we were kicking around in our heads before we landed on this was we heard on the radio that according to eMarket, um, this year is the first year that digital ad spend will surpass um, traditional ad spend, um, which honestly isn't something that I had ever even thought about until I heard it on the radio. And I don't know if I just assumed digital like was it, yeah. more or... I feel like I'd assumed that it already happened. I yeah, guess. that's kind of what I... Th- like I hadn't given it a lot of thought. But if you think about traditional advertising, there's so many mediums... And, and like out there, so stuff it's like, like billboards, print stuff ads, like TV commercials, TV commercials are so expensive. So yeah. it's not like there's like a super expensive elite digital ad, you know, like a Facebook ad and like Google search ads cost just however much you want to spend on them. Yeah. But like, you know, a, a Super Bowl ad is millions and millions of dollars. So like that's got to take up like a huge chunk of the traditional spend. Yeah. But then you figure there's like the residual digital ads that stem from that Super Bowl ad. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, whether it's remarketing ads. Of right, like we, were we talking talked about, about a couple, yeah, a couple we, weeks exactly. ago. Yeah, exactly. We talked about that in the Super Bowl episode or the YouTube videos, um, you know. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm right there with you. So a couple other stats that came from this um, study out of eMarket. By 2023, digital will surpass two-thirds of all ad spend. Um, so this isn't like a trend and then they're going to compete back and forth like digital is growing and traditional is shrinking. 
Um, so this year it works. They're expected to spend 129.34 billion dollars, or 54.2 percent of ad spend on digital, um, and two thirds of that, um, or 87.06 billion dollars, will be on mobile, um, which I think is pretty obvious. I mean, which I think in my own um, my own line of work, both Google and uh, Facebook, it's not like you can really specifically say I only want these to show up on mobile. But when you're advertising on Google and Facebook, most of the time the placements are going to be mobile because most of the time when people are consuming those things are on their mobile devices more yeah. and more. I mean, obviously, I think we know that laptops and desktops are only used when you're doing work now. So like- I had like a third. <laughs> I actually jotted down a third topic of the Roundup articles of uh-huh. something that I'd read, which is a headline, which actually kind of plays super well right into that. I won't, you know, I'll save it. Okay, cool. Yeah. But, so, so yeah, heavy focus on mobile. Um, you know, obviously with the, with the rise of people every, everywhere you look, everyone's on their cell phone. You know, I even look at my cell phone at work when I have a big computer sitting right in front of me um, sometimes. So um, that's where people are. So that's where the ad dollars are. Um, are heading so and then you know the we often think of of uh digital ads fund really okay that's google and facebook you know maybe you consider youtube a third thing but that's just google too um so right now google has the most and facebook has the second most as you would expect but amazon is making a pretty big dent um right now they're rising in spend and i think we're seeing that as amazon shoppers like amazon listings even from like a year ago to now look a lot different like i see like a grid layout now sometimes with like sponsored products mm-hmm. throughout, or if it's just the regular list, I still see sponsored at the top and more I don't than know I if, ever had. And I don't know if um, Amazon's still doing it. For a while they were doing that dynamic um, search like advertising where it was like, it didn't matter whether or not Amazon sold it. Like you could be looking for the most obscure thing and it was like, buy, oh, buy whatever. whatever on Amazon. Yeah, yeah. And then you would get to Amazon. It wouldn't be the thing at all. And you were like, what the heck is that? That was, just Amaz- kind of like, that was Amazon spending money on Google search. Yeah, on Google search. You're just like casting a net and it was... <laughs> right, which I don't know that they do anymore because I think Google is obviously the ultimate search engine. Like that's where everyone's doing their searches. But for product searches, a lot of people are, going are just going straight to, it. straight to Amazon now. Like they've kind of been programmed to... to yeah, if like it's an e-commerce, price, you're like price checking. Yeah, if it's an e-commerce thing you want to buy, you're going straight to Amazon rather than Google, which is what's a little scary for a site like Amy's or some of the sites you work on. If people are starting their searches on Amazon, they're not going to find your website. I actually have a, <laughs> I have a client right now um, that I've been trying to like fight through what's going on and like, you know, They've seen some decline um, overall, not just, um, it's just like a gradual every year, like seeing some decline and there's like really not a rhyme or reason, like certain times, like, you know, their traffic will be up, but their revenue's down. Um, But really that's what we kind of landed on at the end of the day was like the industry that they're in, the items that they're selling, it's stuff that you can buy from Amazon or at least something similar from Amazon. Yeah. Um, So like, you know, if you're a teacher and let's say you're looking for supplies for a classroom you've got a couple of different reasons why like i was thinking about like i really thought this through like say you're a teacher like typically you would either go to like a teacher supply store like if you want to go to like an actual physical brick and mortar store um or like sometimes you'll go to like a craft store like joanne fabrics or something like that mm-hmm. like our teachers like for the holidays my kids teachers they like will put in what their wish lists are mm-hmm. and a lot of times it'll be gift cards for joanne fabric but a lot of times it's amazon 
Because, I mean, and, they have everything. Yeah, they have everything. And with Amazon our school, Smile, you yeah, can support the school. Or, exactly what you can do. Like, yeah. So they can not only buy things for their classroom, but then they're also using Smile to earn money for the school. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe some other cause that they care about. It doesn't necessarily even have to be at the from the school. But at the end of the day, their budgets are being, like, teacher budgets are being slashed. Oh, yeah. I mean, across that's why you the board. have the like, And you know that teachers are buying, like, we already know that teachers are buying school supplies and, like... Mm-hmm you know, like bulletin board decorations and all the things that teachers use, like that's all out of pocket. Like mm-hmm. they used to get a stipend or there used to be like some kind of budget for those types of things. And nowadays it's like, if you yeah. want to have a nice bulletin board in the hallway outside your classroom, like it comes out of your pocket you to do it. that. Yeah. Or maybe, you know, like we just talked about, like a parent has given you an Amazon gift card and like mm-hmm. that's where you're going to use that, that, that money. So I mean, it just, it kind of makes sense that naturally that's kind of the progression and you're going to see stores like that, like teacher supply stores um, online, even if they are pretty niche, like fighting hard to try to get that, that market share. Right. And I think Amazon realizes this and that's why they're making a bigger push for advertising dollars. They know that like we're now the e-commerce hub of America. And so if you want your listing at the top of a page, you're going to have to pay for it. <laughs> yeah. So, um, which, you know, is a fair business practice. So, and Facebook was, Facebook was the only one that lost. No. So you read the chart backwards, actually. Google oh. lost. Facebook gained only barely and Amazon oh. like doubled. I was reading the chart backwards. Yeah. For some reason they had 2018 on top and 2019 on the bottom, oh, which nice. I, which I read it the same way. I don't really know why Google dropped. I kind of think it's the shopping ads. Like, you know, if maybe you're running Google shopping ads and then you switch that spend over to Amazon, but Google is still far and away um, more than anybody else. But I was thinking of a couple reasons why um, this this might be happening. And obviously the first one is on digital. You can be more targeted. So we all have, we, I'm sure Chelsea and I have talked about it before. And, you know, anyone's come up to Chelsea and I and said, like, I just get so creeped out by those display ads that I see. Like, I just think about something and all of a sudden it's there. I'm like, well, it's not exactly how it works. But, yeah, like these ads are going to be super relevant to you because, you know, your digital footprint, like, is a very good indicator of what you want to buy and, like, what ads to serve you. Um, so you can be way more targeted with digital ads rather than, like, hoping somebody drives by your billboard that may or may not be interested in your product. Um, with digital ads, you know that this person's interested in buying a new football, so you can send them a display ad or a Facebook ad or something like that um, with relative ease um, on the back end to buy a new football. Um, it's more accessible, so I know... Us both as digital marketers, um, I have no idea like how to do a TV ad or like get a billboard or something like that. And it's so it feels so expensive and hard. But like for Facebook or Google ads, I know that I can spend like 15 minutes. And like I, if I have if I have an image or like a video, like that's all I need. Yeah. And like, you know, and I can pick my audiences and all that's like an easy to use, um, you know, WYSIWYG basically. And it guides you step by step. It has suggestions for you. And like, it's just super easy to just, you know, in a half hour, I can set up a really robust um, advertising campaign on either Facebook or Google. So I'm not yeah. familiar with Amazon's, but I'm sure it's just as easy. I'm not either. Uh, but I will say with uh, two things, um, one related to Amazon and one related to something else, but I'll go with Amazon first because I don't have that note written down. Um, one of the like earlier paid services, which I don't necessarily know, maybe just not in this area took off very well, which was the like Amazon services. So like if you're a plumber, like advertising your actual like plumbing business on oh, Amazon. Oh, I've never even heard of that. Yeah. So you can go on Amazon, you can search for, so I don't know if you've seen lately, like if you buy, 
um, I don't know, like, let's look, like, look up something like a bookshelf or like some, like, maybe piece of furniture. And it was like, like, do you want to add installation with that? Yeah. And so they're partnering with these service providers. But, and I think that kind of was born out of that, that, you know, Amazon service. Like I said, I don't know how well that took off or if people are using it. It's not where where I go, but like, it kind of, if you think about like, like how much you use reviews. Well, yeah. And so if you think about like, if you could find an electrician, on Amazon, that had like and, a thousand five yeah, and there's star like reviews. so many like because that's the the beauty of Amazon. It's like right. people who review stuff on Amazon. Like it's so hard as a business, and I know that you know this. Like you at Rentware, like every time you're constantly trying to get people to review. I feel like I recently saw though that like the majority of Amazon reviews are fake. Like they just did a study and like found that majority of the reviews are fake, which is scary. I know that's <laughs> a hard. I know books are skewed. Yeah. Um, because a lot of times they'll send like a free digital copy to like I've been part of that like group that one guy that i used to follow early on in my seo career um and sent me like digital downloads of his book and then asked you know to like for the review Amazon. yeah like yeah. it's not like you could take it back after i right. had already read it but you know what i mean like it's like you're being incentivized to obviously leave a positive review in some way shape or form but yeah i don't know i don't know that i i don't i think i'm sure some of them are fake and like i know like i've written some like over the top a couple over the top reviews uh-huh. like the one time i wrote a review off on tampons which was my own fault for like ordering the wrong tampons but it was a really just industrial size box of like the worst tampons i've ever <laughs> ever used in my entire life um but yeah so that was like so I kind of wrote like what was i guess a funny review but it was like still a negative review for yeah. a product um so i don't know I, i'd be interested to learn about that like yeah I statistic think I heard it anecdotally yeah um, but my other so yeah. my other point not necessarily on amazon is about the other mediums per se and their price points because we're talking about spend we're not talking about volume because that was my other right. question like yeah. initially it was like are we talking spend or volume yeah which is it's spend in this case um so if you think about like the price of a billboard and i actually recently um, you know, within the past 12 months, let's say, um, inquired about billboard mm-hmm. purchases and it was much less expensive than I recalled it have being like in the past. Yeah. And then it was also thinking like they've got, like, they're kind of trying to modernize things. You've got digital billboards now. Mm-hmm. Um, so you think about like the overhead cost of that, like before, if you wanted to, to send to do like a print billboard, it was like you had to get the super high resolution Yeah, image. so they could, like, put it up there with, like, the things. Yeah, they, they had, like, like, the paint rollers, the paint and they roll were putting up. up. Yeah, that, yeah. yeah, this huge sections with these huge high resolution images, like, right. having to be printed on these gigantic rolls of paper. Right. Like, that had to be treated, because you didn't want them to just, like, Fall peel apart. off, or yeah. the weather, like, you know, you don't want, like, your colors to bleed or whatever, like. But then you've got, I've got digital billboards that, like, you pretty much... Just, I'm sure you still need yeah, large images, and, but yeah. like you can now just email or like you know send over a digital copy of right. of your um, your billboard piece. Like when I was doing the research on it, there was like a lot of like factors. Like you could have two or three different ads running on the same billboard. Like you could have them like dependent on the weather, dependent on like oh, nice. the time of day. So, yeah, so, I like mean, during I, rush hour traffic. Yeah. So there was like little bit more targeting right like, so mediums like that they have to be right i mean that's yeah. that's the way the world is so if but they... like again like i haven't looked at like print advertising rates or like right ma- like magazine like i've never like even trade publications like yeah i have no idea i used to live in that world a lot but like 
coming in today, I have no idea like what the price points are like. And they're because if you think about what they like, especially print ads, they base it on readership. So it's like they their their book numbers or whatever. I forget what the terminology is. But if you're like, you know, we have so many readers or X number of subscribers or whatever. Right. Um, well, I think the industry and those numbers pub, are going to be down. I so. feel like the industry pubs still do okay. Just because like I get so many industry pubs to my mailbox. Like businesses are just like subscribed to these if they're a member of them. So like as long as membership is up, then like readership is going to be up because as a member, like you just get a shit ton of these magazines delivered. But yeah, no, I know exactly what you mean. So obviously traditional ads are kind of having to pivot to be more like digital ads. Yeah, but um, like in our, but are their price points pivoting too? In the fact that they're going down, like yeah. I feel like they should they theoretically should be, be, they going should be going down, down to be more competitive, yeah. knowing that you can run a Facebook ad that's well more targeted to a specific audience for a fraction of the cost. Oh, yeah. And like I'm talking about like one nine hundredth percent. Yeah. <laughs> like, I know. Yeah, exactly. And it could be way more. I don't more think powerful. you can make a fraction of a percent. I don't know. <laughs> I don't math. Um, but the third reason why, and it's kind of what we've been talking about, and something that I don't know that traditional is ever going to really be able to um, say definitively that you can do this with us, is they're trackable. So, you know, obviously Google and Facebook ads, you can tell how many people clicked on those ads, then you can tell how many people got to that page and left versus how many people got to that page and bought the thing or filled out the form for that thing. And it's just so easy. Like, you can do A-B testing and stuff like that, where, like, a TV ad, it's it's hard to measure because it's like we did an ad for vodka on Thursday and more people got drunk on Friday. Like it doesn't really make any sense. Like it's hard because it doesn't make a lot of sense, which brand advertising is not exactly trackable. Um, but digital is way more trackable, um, whether you're doing branding um, or or direct uh, to sale type type advertising um so those are probably like more targeted um more accessible and more trackable um are probably the three main reasons um and cheaper i guess which falls under more accessible too um are probably the three or four main reasons why why this trend is happening um along with everybody just staring at their phones all the time but then i i made my last point do traditional ads still work um and i thought about this and for about two seconds and i should have thought about it for a longer time but I said, yes, they can make a big splash. So like a TV ad or something like that can really like make a big splash for your company rather than like, oh, we ran like a Facebook ad. Nobody that's like, whatever. But if you're like, oh, did you see us on TV? Like people st- or even in the paper, like people still get excited about that a little bit. Um, so they can kind of and if you do them the right way and you're you're using the right marketing mix and you have the type of money to do that, those kind of branding adver- uh, exercises. Um, I still think that you can get some bang for your buck out of traditional ads. Like plenty of people still watch TV, plenty of people still drive by billboards, um, and stuff like that. But, um, but it's, you know, it's the way of the world. And if you're doing, you think we should get a drunk marketing billboard and see how that works. Absolutely. But it's the way, you know, I was about to say, if you're doing traditional advertising, I would still highly recommend, like we talked about with the Super Bowl um, ads, partnering yeah. that with digital advertising, because that way you can hit hit people, um, whether they're driving by, they're watching TV, or they're on their phone scrolling through Facebook. So um, that was kind of it. Um, I think nobody's really surprised by this, other than Chelsea and I being surprised that it hadn't already happened. Um, right. But we just kind of wanted to talk through it, because it is a big kind of moment in marketing history which signals um you know the old days are gone basically and and marketing has changed and you know you have if you're still doing it the old way make sure you're 
looking into the digital aspect as well because you could be losing out on some money and customers. Yeah, agreed. So before we switch gears to the next topic, I just want to take a moment to give some non-paid advertising um, because we're <laughs> <laughs> because Ooh. we are drinking today a platform which is platform is a craft beer it's made in ohio i don't know where in ohio Columbus, I think. is it in columbus i'm trying to look at the can but it's really difficult to look at the can and talk at the same time um cleveland oh is it okay yeah cool. oh shit cleveland ohio so even closer so platform um has a hard seltzer now it's called the seltzer project platform seltzer project and it's black cherry flavored, and it's okay. It smelled a lot sweeter. Like you had me nervous about it when yeah, we it first opened it. Yeah, it smelled way sweeter. It, it was pretty strong. But when we open it, it, or when I taste it, it's fine. Oh, quick question: Do you think podcast advertising is digital or traditional? Digital. Okay, I was just curious. Yeah, I definitely think it's digital. Because it could be, you know, people could liken it to radio ads, so... I only say digital because I've listened to, um, like, I listen to the My Favorite Murder podcast, and I've listened to it both on iTunes and on Spotify. Right. And I get different ads delivered to me from the... um, Depending on the platform. platform. Interesting. All right. Yeah, I was just Like, not the ones that they, like, pop in, you know, like, this, obviously, not really an advertisement. Yeah. But I also like to do an advertisement... For the container of dehydrated marshmallows that we bought. Ooh, my stomach hurts already. So we were at the grocery <laughs> store today and we found these. They were the, like the basically lucky, lucky charms. Lucky charms. Like just the marshmallows though. Yeah. But they're not like shaped like rainbows or anything. They're just dehydrated marshmallows. Yeah, but they're in shapes. They look... We ate in different colors and stuff. We ate like half the thing. We didn't eat half. We ate a qu- maybe a quarter maybe of it. Maybe a quarter. Maybe a third. A third. It was a lot. Our stomachs hurt. Well, yours does. I'm okay. All right. Well, <laughs> so those are the two breaks. Those are... Um, Quick shout outs. Two non-advertising advertisements. Yeah. Um, we got those things at Fisher Foods, which I'll shout out because they're a rentware customer. Yeah. Fisher Foods on Fulton. Um Thanks, in y'all. Canton, we paid money for the products that we bought in their store. So yep. this is free advertising for both Fisher's Foods and for Platform yep. Hard Seltzer. So cheers to that. <laughs> and I'll pretend like the the sound sounds different and it's not just oh, me talking. <laughs> and that was like actually an ad that was a sponsorship. Um so what was your topic? Yeah, I was I just did a clap. That was like the um, like the slate the cut. slate cut. Yeah. Yeah. So my topic is um, something that's been floating around for a while, and you see it like pop up from time to time, but it's popped up again because it was in um, some kind of like presentation that was given at some event or what have you. But it wasn't necessarily this statistic itself or the ad, um, but it was something I think more in lines with something that I know I've we've personally experienced lately as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so the headline, which it came from SEM Roundtable, which is like not necessarily a news headline. Sometimes it'll be like a murmur of like, hey, I saw this thing and then you've just got a bunch of people commenting on it. And then there's like a like round of people being irate because there's some like random person that's like, I don't know, I tried this and like look at this link and they try to drop a link to their business down there. Like, guys, that doesn't <laughs> work anymore. Stop it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stop. Um, but anyway, so it was the statistic is that Wikipedia 
um, lost 21% of traffic after Google featured snippets launched. And 20% of of Wikipedia's traffic is millions and millions and millions of people. Like, that's a huge number. So that statistic has more or less been floating around since, like, 2015 Mm -hmm. timeframe. So it's not a new statistic. And featured snippets have been around for a while. And just so, if you're not familiar, featured snippet is when you search something and then there's, like, that big box at the top that more or less answers your question like you can click on the link and then for a long want, time i feel but... like that featured snippet was like attributed to wikipedia a lot of times yeah a lot of the time but as seo uh, professionals uh, got a little bit more savvy they started writing blog articles and creating specific landing pages like you know you just created that how much does a uniform rental cost mm-hmm. page on the rentware website and you're like in hopes that Gunning that your you could get a featured snippet out of that right so, um, my, it also kind of led me to think about rich snippets as well, which are different than featured snippets. So rich snippet. Yeah, just SERP, SERP features, basically. Yeah. So, I mean, it was just for like the non SEO audience. Yeah. <laughs> um, Mom. <laughs> yeah. So the rich snippet is something, you know, maybe you search something a little bit more specific, maybe even a business name. And in the right side of, if you're looking at your browser, I don't know where, oh, knowledge, on your phone. The knowledge, the knowledge graph, graph yeah. yeah. It comes up on top. It com- yeah. On your phone. Is that on top? Yep, there yep. it is. Um, so that's going to be something that, you know, the business will have, like, the website, the phone number, maybe their operating hours, things that are pulled from, like, Google My Business. Um, but then you also see maybe some reviews from various, like, let's say you're talking about, like, a pizza place. Yeah, you'll see Google reviews and even Facebook reviews. Yeah, and stuff you might see some in. pictures from like where people have checked in mm-hmm. um, to the location, or like if it's an actual business, uh, maybe they've posted some blog articles and they've posted them. I don't know how that works anymore with Google since Google Plus is gone. Oh, you can do it right in the Google it, My Business. You can do it in Google yeah. My Business now. I've done it a couple times. They used to get a lot more views and they kind of tapered off. Yeah. So. But even there, but so the other day, Connor and I, Connor's reading a book, oddly enough, not a marketing book, um, because he didn't have a marketing book to read the one day. (laughs) And I had a book, um, which I read years ago by the author David Sedaris, um, called Me Talk Pretty One Day. I think it was like the first David Sedaris book that I read, but I think it was the one, like he had some short essays and some other books before that, but that was kind of the one that like... His breakout. Yeah, just kind of like put him out there. Um... And it was a real like I like I know I really liked it. Mm-hmm. I haven't read it in a long time. You liked it. Okay, I liked but... I liked a lot of the stories, but I thought that I didn't necessarily always agree with his worldview, yeah. um, which is fine. I don't yeah. have to. Um, but anyway, yeah. So I had searched David Sedaris on Google, and there was like more or less like an Instagram story of like right in the Google like featured snippet of him that I could click through and it had like the little bars at the top that told you your progress and stuff, just like an Instagram story. Yeah. And it was like significant moments in Sedaris's life. And they, and uh, there was like a big, like vertical picture or video accompanying and then like words on it talking about like at 23, Sedaris dropped out of Kent state university to walk around the country or something like that, which yeah. I don't know if it was that age, but he did do that. Um, but there was no attribution like Wikipedia didn't get any credit for that. No websites got yeah. any credit for that. There's no link to anything. So, in, and I was like, is an SEO like trying to get clicks from Google? I'm like shuddering, like, boo. Yeah. So, the funny thing about that too is that I actually did the same search after that happened mm-hmm. on my desktop, and I still got the like the knowledge panel 
Um, I still had some of those, like, you know, there was, but it was the same thing. It was, it came from davidsedaris.com. So I was okay. wondering if maybe that was feeding your search. Maybe. I don't, because, it, on mobile, it's, I think those story things are really geared towards mobile search. Yeah. I don't um, know, but it was, int- I thought it was interesting. Or maybe it's like an amp page or something special that's set up. Yeah. I mean, even here, Ricky Fowler, like start story. So we start um ricky's story and you, then you can't see this where it's happening right now no but like there's a picture of ricky fowler american professional golfer jacket yeah wearing an awesome jacket um oh so it is um things you didn't know about ricky fowler so it's it's attributing the second one it's starting to give attribution yeah it's wikipedia whatever the hell that is forbes okay cool so we just went through ricky fowler's and there was attribution but he, and it was like highlighted pretty well. But when yeah, I was going was... when I was going through Sedaris's, it was like there was no attribution for maybe, anything. Maybe uh, yeah, maybe it came from davidsedaris.com or something. Then maybe it was off from the same source. I don't know. It was interesting and, um, but you know, kind of thinking of in the line of that type of search and those types of results that are coming in, whether mm-hmm. or not it's taking money from Wikipedia or taking traffic from Wikipedia. Um, you know, I know Wikipedia is crowdfunded. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Wikipedia. I don't want it to go away. I don't want it to go away either. I really like it. Um, but at the same time, like thinking about how the content that you're putting on your website um, as an SEO prof- professional or even just as a business owner or somebody who wants people to learn information when they're coming to their website, thinking about writing that um, and the other piece that kind of had me, you know, thinking about the knowledge graph or the knowledge panel um, and feature snippets was voice search or, you know, just to like AI. Um, We've talked about it before on the podcast. I don't want to like belabor the point, but you know, here I am. And there's even a commercial for it for what I think it was for the home device. Maybe I can't remember Mm -hmm. like the portal or one of those. I don't remember which one it was, so I'm not going to give any of those companies <laughs> their due credit. But it was like the the girl, and she's like, how do I make a like marinara sauce? And she's having like a date over, and then she's like talking to her dad. And oh, like, yeah, she's like video Amazon. chatting. Yeah. And then she's looking up a recipe. And I, I might be combining two commercials. No, because there's one for the home, too, where like people are, the guy's like, what's the fastest? Give me the like a 15-minute taco, taco recipe. recipe. Yeah. yeah, but I think about like those kind of voice search or that type of, um, you know, a video device or like a screen portal type thing sitting in your kitchen and you're looking for a recipe and you're searching, um, with your voice, with your voice yep. like that, that feature the snippet, snippet is, that's what it's going to give you. That's like, what, like, that's like, why you need that snippet. That's why you want to be there. Right. Um, because oh, yeah. that, that's the answer that, you know, especially if you're using a Google device, that's the snippet. That's the piece of information that's going to be read to you. Yeah. And Google, snippets and search results are really i mean so i used to in the past use like espn's app or like bleacher report or something like that to get sports scores if i'm not watching the event but now i just google like so i'll go open up my browser and i'll just search cleveland cavaliers and then right away if they're not playing their schedule pops up and if they are playing their score pops up are they playing or a lot of times for golf like i search ricky fowler and so it has what Ricky Fowler's one under, um, and he finished even for the day today. And then it has the leaderboard. So Matthew Fitzpatrick and Rory McIlroy um, are in first and second um, right now at the Arnold Palmer Invitational. So if I want golf scores, I just search either the tournament name or like a player who I know is playing. And that's I go right to Google. I look at it. 
They don't attribute where they pulled these scores from. <laughs> and uh, I see the scores and then I leave. So no one's, I'm not well, going to. scroll down. Like, uh, um, oh, it says more players. Yeah, so I, cl- I can click more players and that's just more of the leaderboard. And it's really not giving any attribution to. No, like I don't know where it's pulling any of this from. All times are Eastern. That's it. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm wondering where that's going to start to like come back and bite them in the ass. Because there was just recently something about. Um, gosh, I wish I could remember. There was just something about attribution in general and like how. Oh, damn it. I'm not going to remember. So, I mean, even here's this. So I searched Cleveland Cavs. So here's their snippet that comes up. There's games. Here's the score from last well, night. Well, it's like sports, like up top, like where it's got like that little thing with sports. Like, is that Google News sports maybe? Yeah, let's click on it. Sports. Yeah, but like they still. Sports. <laughs> it, but it's still like pulling in articles from ESPN. But like, I don't know where they're getting, where they're pulling There's the scores from. Like ESPN does live scoring, but they don't attribute these scores to ESPN. So it's interesting. I mean, I can click on news and I'm sure there's not. Um, yeah, so these are different, like, you know, Heat Nation and Real GM and different stuff like that. But, I mean, it's just interesting, like, because, and the reason I think, like, I've thought about this a lot, but the reason Google's trying to keep you on their platform rather than send you to the web, to someone's website, which they used to do all the time because of social media apps like Facebook and Instagram that people just stare at all day. So Google wants a little piece of that too, where like if we can just keep them on Google, that's more um, eyeballs and users for us. And that's easier for people rather than have to click through a website and search. Like if we can just answer their question right away yeah. and they'll keep coming back to Google. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, as an SEO professional, obviously I don't love it. Um, it makes me a little bit nervous. Um, but as a user, like it's the same thing we talked about with like with advertising. Like if it's easy for me and I can just, if I'm looking up, the sportsing scores of the sports place that I want. Oh yeah, no, that's that I'm exactly. gonna get. Like, I appreciate that. Or like, you know, we've talked about that. Like, if I'm on Facebook and I'm getting delivered digital ads, I don't want it to be for like shit that I don't care about. Dog food or something. Yeah, exactly. right. Like, I want them to be targeted to me, and I want to buy the pair of shoes that I bought that I get so many compliments on from that one pair of shoes that I bought. The from red, the, ad, the, the red, red ones. Yeah. yeah, yeah, those are nice. Yeah, but I was like, got a, got delivered an ad, looked at the shoes. And everyone has Allbirds, so, you know. Yeah, I haven't pulled the trigger on Allbirds yet, but I want some. Me neither. They look nice, so Christian has a pair. They look comfortable. And I want to get a pair. I want to just, like, bounce my feet up and down like they do. In the yeah, and the ads. Like, yeah, and I just, like, twist my feet around in various ways and be like... Yeah. Well, like the Ellen and the Ellen stand up too. She's like, when she's like buying shoes, like, well, if I have, these would be nice if I ever have to do this. You can't see me, but the way she would like move um, back and forth on her feet. If you ever watch the, I mean, this is kind of like old news at this point, like, but the yeah, Ellen very DeGeneres, old, very like, old news. it's like relatable. Yeah. Is what the comedy special is called. It's on Netflix, but. Yeah, she does this whole piece on buying shoes, and she's like, do you ever notice when you're trying on shoes, you put yourself in all these different configurations, like move your body in all these ways that you will never actually move when you're wearing the shoes? Yeah. <laughs> so Wait, she's so like here's... doing like deep lunges and like, go ahead. No, here's a thought. We're talking about digital advertising. Netflix obviously has a thousand, eye- like millions and millions of eyeballs on it, right? So what if, uh... I'll get closer to the mic so I you can hear me. It's going to get so, serious. Um... But no, what, so, you know, what's to say like NBC or something has their shows on Netflix and they advertise and they pay, they do pay per watch or something like that to get the office at the top of Netflix or something like that. You know, I mean, I don't know if that's something Netflix or... I don't think the office needs to do that. The office, yeah, I know. And a lot of it's Netflix originals too, so they'd be paying themselves. But 
there's still a lot of opportunity for like the good place or you know some of those shows or documentaries from like nat geo or something that happened to be on there yeah that nobody really knows about but if you go to the documentaries section you could have two sponsored docs from like nat geo and one from netflix or something like that yeah one thing i don't know this is kind of off topic but it kind of i think it's funny that like in television specifically um like on facebook or in digital ads um obviously not in ads but like you see so many products like you see products so i was thinking specifically about like i watch a lot of food network or like Mm -hmm. you watch chopped and they always have like the ingredients of that and they're like they pull out this big thing of what is clearly rice krispie streets and they're like Rice cereal squares. Yeah, yeah, they call them like something that's not the yeah. brand name. <laughs> but I, I feel like that's one crossover in advertising that's just never like it's so taboo, and I don't know why. It's yeah. like they're not going to give you free like the Food Network is like I'm not going to give Kellogg's free advertising yeah. for Rice Krispies treats. It's so like, goofy because you can't. It's, there's nothing illegal about it. Yeah. Like, Ford, or is it like maybe that they're copyrighted? Like you can't no, recall the name of not, the food? I don't think so because that's free advertising for them. Like, cause like, you know, you've seen the Pepsi or the Ford commercials where they call out Coke or they call out Chevy. Yeah. And like Chevy doesn't care because that means their logo is just in a commercial. Yeah. So <laughs> like, I don't care if it's GMC is the. Right. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. It's, it's but all... I just think it's funny that like that overall, like that product placement concept, like how it's still so far removed from television shows and like you know you'll still see like somebody on a like sitcom even like a netflix original show and they're like drinking from uh like whatever beverage and it's like like this a can and it's like cola what are you doing i was taking pictures of you with natural light oh okay i don't think any of them can no no we won't use any of these thank you i was trying to be candid wasn't, we're wasn't. Not gonna, we won't post those all right sorry that weirded me out sorry so, yeah I, no it's always like generic cola or like you know because they're like you gotta pay us coke if you want to be in our show we'll talk about like you. coke doesn't need like coke doesn't care like yeah exactly that's a, there's a whole thing actually it was during the uh, Mueller trial and they were like he had this bottle of water there was a whole thing about it on NPR and they were talking about like he had this bottle of water in front of him and that, like, people were up in arms because they were, like, that water bottle, like, whoever that water company, Dasani or Aquafina or whoever it was, this was, like, hours and hours of free advertising because there was, like... Was it Kavanaugh, you mean? Oh, uh, maybe it was Kavanaugh. Yeah. No, it wasn't I Kavanaugh. I don't think Mueller was ever on trial. Anyway, but, yeah, like, I know exactly what you mean. was just on mean. trial, then? Kavanaugh. Was it Kavanaugh? Yeah. Um, yeah. That doesn't seem recent enough. Oh, no, 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 Cohen. Cohen, thank Cohen. you. Cohen, yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, that's, yeah, that's... That's that's a good one too because you know how um, like if you're on TV like that like clothing brands will give you their clothes to wear and stuff like that but like a water bottle brand that's you know Dasani you're like great set that Dasani right out in front of you buddy yeah (laughs) that's a bit said like they were it was I think it was like on one of those like Saturday morning shows because it was like Paula Poundstone or someone came and she was like she pounded the stone (laughs) she's like like, sitting there thinking like. I was thirsty, but you know, I was just thinking about it because I was I was watching the Cohen hearings, and I'm like, you know what I really want is a Dasani water right now. Yeah, <laughs> like it didn't necessarily do anything for them, but yeah, I don't know. That just like whole product like product placement just made me think about like its place in digital. Is that traditional adver- p- product placement. Yeah, and traditional advertising, but like I said, I but feel what like if it's, in... if it's YouTube though, so like all that spend. Well, on that in- YouTube on... is all like. 
I know, but spend on like influencers. So like, you know, you have like a Dasani water bottle in the background of this video that influencers making. I guess that's digital, right? Yeah, I guess that's digital. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's where the lines are being blurred. And like, you know, YouTube and video ads are very similar to TV ads and product placement within like the influencers Instagram video is the same thing as product placement and cheers. So (laughs) I guess we can't. I mean, one day we'll have sponsorship and we'll place products somewhere. So I do want to have one more thing. I think we have a couple minutes left, um, which tied kind of a little bit more into your topic. And it was a a short headline that I read that Google My Business um, expanded their services. And now they can you can um, put up to 10 offers on your Google My Business page. Um, So it's like you can do posts, offers, like events and all that stuff. But I was thinking like, you know, you were talking about mobile and like we're spending so much time on on mobile. And I was thinking about like the knowledge panel and what, you know, like that whole thing of it. And it's like, so if you're looking at pizza places and you see the, you know, specific business that you have to click on. Two medium pizzas for $10 or something like that. Yeah. Um, they can do all their ads really if they can do up to 10 so you can just kind of swipe through yeah and just decide you know figure out which one sounds best for you and like if you can click through a couple of different businesses and see a a couple of different um, offers come up at the same time without even going to their website yeah without even going to their website so well the thing with that is that Google's user experience is always so much better than any shitty ass restaurant website you have to go to which is why I think like there's been a push for that, like because Google's like we can just give our users like if we just pull in this data, and, like or force the restaurants to give us this data, and they don't have to like experience their website that was built in 2009, yeah. then <laughs> that's probably better for everyone, the restaurant included, because they're still going to get visitors and stuff out of it because they don't really need the web traffic like a company like mine or yours, your clients do. Um, but anyway, I don't know. Have you have you seen anything else in the in the marketing news this week? No, I really haven't. Um, just lots of there's like been a couple of chatter um, algorithm update. Yeah, March first something happened. It was yeah, like and last March fifth. Yeah, there's been a couple. Like I said, this month has already been like, you know, like the Moz heat map was like it was like way up. I know. And I look though, and I'm like, okay, my organ my organic traffic is still there, but I didn't get any leads this week, which is interesting. The organic traffic stayed the same, no leads. Did you check, test it as are your lead forms working? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I can go in and check and, and be sure on all that. But I don't know. It's just one of those weeks. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. What the I, I, I really, I have one client in particular who's like really hot on the algorithm updates. And he's pretty knowledgeable. So I always appreciate talking to him because he's like, he just lives and dies in his traffic. Like it is mm-hmm. analytics all day long. Like he just lets us do the work and then just watches it. <laughs> well, yeah, he gets a lot. He does a lot of affiliate marketing. Oh, the so, guy who, it's basically just the vlog yeah. type deal. Yeah. Um, but so I get it. Like he really, obviously that it, traffic yeah. is, is important to him, but he's brought it up a couple of times. It's like, well, you know, they did the one and it talked about a lot of like medis like, you know, hospitals and like credible, like actual like oh, yeah. medical sources and they like tend to have some like more naturalistic, holistic type articles Science sometimes. Science Yeah. And yeah. They, so and he doesn't have that. So yeah. he feels like yeah, he was wondering if he'd gotten dinged because like he might have in some cases. Yeah, it was like you know it's you're not necessarily like your like DIY homemade lip balm article is I'm sure 
fine, but right. you know, I'm sure there's something on like if he has like cure for the common cold on there, like he's oh not, yeah, I'm he's sure. Not, that, I'm he's sure not, have... he's not gonna rank above like WebMD for that. No, time. absolutely not. So. Absolutely not. But I mean, those are all interesting and and fun little like those are those are the types of of things that you could get caught up in and spend all day just trying to figure it out and mentally i can't wrap my head around some of that like I, i'm a board like i'm a big picture person i'm like all right at the end of the month did you do better than this month last year yeah <laughs> like are you still getting leads are you know are your like keywords looking good are you ranking yeah for your top phrases and you know we need people to spend their time looking at algorithm updates um because we need to know what's going on but we also need people like you to stay back and look at the big picture and say we just need to continue doing what's best for the user and making sure if we're doing what's best for the user, then that's going to be what gets us ranking. So there's kind of both sides of that coin. Like we need the people who figure out, okay, there's an algorithm update and here's what's happening. Here's what is changing with traffic. And it helps us be able to answer those questions when but, someone comes to us and says, like, I like to have a resource where I can go out and like find out like, okay, mm-hmm. why did this happen? Like, or if I see like a couple of clients who have like down traffic, I will always go back and look and see like, was there an algorithm update? I don't know. Right. Um, but yeah, but- no, I mean really every algorithm update is trying to help the users. So obviously focus on your user and then repeat, I think is Kyle's favorite is what Kyle's put in SEO presentations before. Yeah. Um, so no matter the algorithm change, just make sure you're always doing, making sure your user, um, can get the best answer and they can complete their search intent and all that fun stuff. So maybe we'll do, maybe we'll rehash SEO next week. Um, you want to talk about search intent, don't you? I just want to talk about SEO cause I like it and so do you. So, um, anyway, uh, <laughs> I'm Connor. I'm Chelsea. Cheers. This is drunk marketing or Cheers. something. Cheers. <laughs>